You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mino Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox podcast. Once again, it is I, Olivia Fox. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for yet another episode. You know, here on this particular program, I like to try to address a lot of different issues. We go one way one week, another week we may be talking about this, that, and the third. But this week, we're talking about something that I feel is very important for anyone and everyone, regardless of your age race, religion, whatever it is that you do for a living, everybody is a human being. And unfortunately, from time to time, bodies break down. Let me tell you a funny story of what happened to me, okay? This was the 26th of December, okay? My daughter and I were walking around in Washington, D.C., minding our own business, went to crosswalk into a crosswalk there on Georgia Avenue. Everybody knows Georgia Avenue and Howard University, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we just running our miles and minding our business and walked through. And a car just basically ran the red light and hit us. So, of course, I lost my mind because my child's down on the ground, but not even thinking about myself. But long story short, we ended up getting hit by a car. They backed the car up and took off running. And we ain't heard nothing about the car, the people in the car. You know, we just we just out here in the streets. So we ended up meeting a wonderful attorney and decided that, well, you know what? When you get injured, it's best to have that thing looked at and make sure that you're okay. And so doing that, our paths happened to cross with a wonderful gentleman, a educated black man, uh, you know well-spirited, down-to-earth black man. I'm talking about Dr. Berkeley. He is a chiropractor, and he is here with me. We did our treatments, you know. You know the drill. You have to go in. You have to be consistent. You have to be compliant. But I thought to myself, you know what? This would make for a great podcast because accidents are, you know, unpredictable. Anything can happen. But there are also situations where people end up having injuries, maybe because they old or maybe because they bones are dusty like mine, or <laughs> you may be predisposed to some type of, you know, chronic illness, whatever the case may be, people have problems. And so it's always good to be able to talk to someone who can tell us a little bit more about something that could impact our lives at some point. So Dr. Berkeley, Dr. Glenn, I want to just thank you so much for coming and sitting down and taking a moment of your time to talk to us a little bit about what it is you do and how you came about doing that. Now, I know you went to Virginia State University. Tell everybody a little bit about Dr. Berkeley. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, like you said, I went to Virginia State University. Um, I was a bio major. Um, during my four years, I played football, so a lot of bumps and bruises you take with you. 
by chance, I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do next. I met the recruiter for the school. He was like, hey, you ever thought of this? I hadn't thought of it. So I went and visited the school and was like, I, I like this. You get to some physical therapy. You get all of the anatomy everywhere else you get, like med school. And we look at the body as a whole and not just taking medicine and covering up stuff. I said, this is right down my alley. I don't like taking a lot of medicine for certain things. It's like, doesn't fit. So that's how I ended up doing what I do. So I love doing it and I love helping people. So. And one thing that I can say about, about uh, Dr. Burke, because I've been to a lot of doctors because some people would like to say I'm a hypochondriac, but I do have problems, Doc. But one thing I have found um, where I have the best experience in terms of treatment is when you have doctors that actually treat you like a human being. Everybody's had that bad experience with a doctor where they just rushing in trying to see you, get you in, get you out and go to the next one because they're trying to make that cash. So the more patients they see, the more money that more money they can make. But the thing that I loved about you and your uh, your experience and your office and staff as a whole was that feeling like you really cared about how I was doing. You were concerned about my concerns and you were able to explain to me what was happening, joking and laughing. And, you know, cracking on me when I ended up breaking my foot. <laughs> I mean, how many people are under the care of a doctor for one thing and then turn around a month or two later, end up breaking your foot. But anyway, that's my drama. But this <laughs> is crazy. So anyway, I guess the first question I want to ask is, what do you think is some of the um, more um, consistent injuries, injuries that you see the most that you have to deal with and that you have to treat? Uh, first and foremost, lower back pain. Number one, if you haven't experienced, you've been blessed. Um, but that's number one. It, it will catch up with you because we think, oh, I'm still 15. I can go do X, Y, Z, and it catches up with you. Um, what else? Neck pain, I'll deal a lot with headaches. Sometimes people will try everything for headaches. Oh, I've taken this, I've taken that. And a lot of times headaches are, are structural, meaning that it's something with the alignment of your neck. And the structure determines function. That's what, those are the biggest three I see. Have people come in with knee pain. Yes. And, and stuff like that, because you have to look at the body as a whole, like, I recently had one that came in with, oh, my, my knees are killing me. I've been to the podiatrist. I've been to the ortho. But, I said, what have you done? But it's easy now. What have you done recently different? Well, only thing I've started exercising. I said, you're doing a lot of squats. <laughs> yes, show me your squats. Show, I said, that's why your knees hurt. You're doing them wrong. <laughs> Within two weeks, doing them right, your knee pain stops. How about that? And we also we also yeah. talked about um, people utilizing these phones and laptops and, and things of that nature where we're constantly, constantly bending over with our hands and the phones. Has that have you seen an e increase in neck pains and neck injuries due to the technology and people constantly on their phones? And then does it affect oh. their hands as well? Constantly. Um, the pandemic really brought it out. A lot of people. My neck is my back, everything, because they went home. They're used to sitting at a desk. They're set up properly. They wouldn't sit on their couch, on a laptop, bent over all day. 
and oh, did they flare up? But the younger kids, that's all they do now. If you ever see a kid, that's all they do. Are you are you kids, starting to treat kids, more children because of that? I have, yes. Yeah. Really? Now, let me ask you this. If if, if you have a young person, because they're still developing, how much of a role does this type of injury can impact them as they're growing? Because they're, they're still growing, especially younger children. I never even thought about that. Affects their posture. So when, when that's altered, they're going to have other issues. Like you always say, um, a lot of the women that come in, they're like, I don't want to get the hunch in my, in my back. You bend over like this. That's one of the saddest things I'll see. You'll see someone that's older that's like that, so that could have been prevented mm. if they had got the right help. Now, my mother, and she's 80. Well, she's going to get me. I think she's 86. She suffers from severe arthritis, and she has that with with uh, the bending over. And she has found, she's told me that when she goes to a chiropractor and they're able to adjust her, she gets some relief. Now, for people that are afraid, because I, I love going to get my back popped because it just, I don't know, it just makes a difference. If you breathe differently, you you sit differently, the way you walk, it just changes things. What what do you say to somebody that's like, I ain't going to do that because he might pop and hit the wrong thing and then I end up can't walk. How do you deal with that, that uh, misinformation out there with people afraid well, to go through that? Well, first and foremost, I just... I- I understand that fear. Like you listen to people, so you you gradually work with the men. Then I recently had someone say, "Oh, I'm scared." And X Y Z. I said, "Hey, go pull your medical doctor's malpractice and go pull mine. I I compare prices, and you tell tell me who's more dangerous." Right. People always say, "Yeah, mine's like thirteen hundred a year." Wow. But everyone always throws out we're dangerous. I'm like, and do you think it's just out of fear? And the noise. Oh, it's a, the it's noise. a lot of factors. Yeah, it's out of fear. Um, in the past, I guess when I guess the American Medical Association and chiropractors they didn't get along so well, mm. so that that pushed a lot of it. And and some people won't let it go. So, but like I tell anyone, there's a time and place for everything. You just have to be make make smart choices. Right. So, right. And that drives a lot of the fear. And most of the, what people are scared of is, is the sound. Right. So, and, but if you if you work with people and you, you gently guide them along, once they start, like, I don't want to, I, I want to do that again because they see the benefit of it. Right. So. Now, can you, like, do you ever find yourself out and about, because I know you got children, so you, I know your, your attention is there, but are you ever out and you see someone you know, kind of walking by or the way they carry their shoulder or you see them, do you think in your mind, ah, yeah, they got a problem with that, 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 that. Do you ever, is, do you find yourself doing that? Really? <laughs> yes. I had a um, friend of mine at church and he was struggling. He was like, I can't figure it out. I went and we finished and hey, you had frozen shoulder. You had, and he just looked at me. Like, How you know? Okay. <laughs> How you know? I said, that's what you got. I guarantee you. He said, you're right. Like, Have you ever taken in someone that you, you've known, maybe a family member, friend um, that you've known and said, look, just come come by and let me just, you know, try something. Because, pe- you know, people really and I'm and I'm talking speaking specifically our people um, in our communities. First of all, we, we have a natural not all, but we have a natural tendency to not want to go to the doctor. And then when you talk about yeah. popping necks and adjustments and 
things of this nature, we're, we're very hesitant and kind of like, mm, I don't know. Do you find because you are a black man that it, you get a different you know, feeling or different response from people? Or do you still see that apprehension within our communities? Oh, you still see this apprehension. Like you said, within our community, it's very prevalent. They'll go elsewhere, then they come back to you and be like, I should have stayed with you. You were actually like, here, I'm here to serve you, not take advantage of you. So I think a lot of times people... And, and when I say people, I say myself as well. You all, you, you live your life and you go through and you, you're weary of people. You kind of like, mm, I don't know, because, you know, you just feel like, look at the history of our people and dealing with, you know, the, the medical industry. Um, and I just don't know. And people are also very um, adamant about not seeking a second opinion. I know we talked about when I broke my foot, the first doctor was like, oh, yeah, you're going to need surgery. Da, da, da. And I wasn't really feeling her, doc. OK, I'm going to tell you, be honest with you, I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, it wasn't the fact that I was resistant against the, the diagnosis. I believe that my foot was broke, but I wasn't quite certain that if it, if it required surgery. So I did go and get a second opinion. So do you, in your field, do you do, deal with that as well? Where people coming to you after they've seen someone or you tell them something yes. and they looking at you sideways and go somewhere else? Oh, I've had it both ways, but a lot of people will come in for a second opinion and not them say, this was the best thing I ever did because you saved me from doing it, getting surgery or doing this because it was something simple to fix and it, it corrects it as well. But my thing with people, um, I'm all for your best interest. If you come in with something, I was like, no, you need to go see the specialist. Um, go see the orthopedic. You have something further going on. Um, now if he clears, you come back. But we can't take a chance with your health, and we miss something, and it gets right. worse. So I'm always going to look out for your best interest first. So so a patient comes in, uh, maybe not in my particular situation where I was in an accident, but a patient comes in, and they're just like, um, my, my sister-in-law, she has a situation with the sciatic, sciatic nerve. Um, but she also, mm -hmm. because of that, it has impacted the way, you know, she's positioned and she has a lot of, of discomfort and she does go to a chiropractor. Now, if someone's first coming into your office and saying, I'm having X, Y, Z, what is the process of that? Because there may be somebody listening to this podcast right now and thinking, you know what, maybe what can they expect when they come and call your office and say, Dr. Berkeley, I'd really like to talk to you about this that's going on. What's the process? Okay, the process. You come in, um, you fill out your paperwork. First, we can be on a detailed history, like what could have caused this? Um, what are your symptoms? And what have you been doing for it? A lot of times, I just woke up and it was bothering me. Now, let's use your example of sciatica. A lot of times, sciatica, it's, mostly it's called from your lower back. It's disc mm -hmm. in your back that are inflamed, bulged, or herniated. So you do your history. You see they have the radiating pain down the leg, numbness, tingling. So you, you start them off with some conservative, conservative treatment. Um, in the meantime, you want to figure out, well, when you went to XYZ, or if you didn't, you might want to get an X-ray. We want to see the underlying structure first. Um, we'll start conservative treatment. Um, sometimes you get some improvement. If not, that's when you go. The next step is MRI. That's the definitive. Is that the tube? Um, is that the tube where you go in the tube? 
tube. I never know MRI. I'm like, is that the tube where I got to go inside the tube? Right. And a lot of people are claustrophobic yes. about the tube. <laughs> so, but now they have them that they're open. So you, you don't feel all closed in and hearing all of the loud click, 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 click. And what you want to say, hey, number one, MRIs are actually safe. They, they use um, magnets. So it's not a lot. Of, there's no radiation. When I had no idea. MRI. So they're safe. Yeah. So when you wait a minute, what you say now? You yeah. say they use magnet. What, explain, explain that to me. It's magnets. It's it's magnets, and how it aligns the ions in your body to take the picture. There's not radiation. No radiation. With I had no idea. Yeah, but like I always tell people, X-rays are for bones, heart tissue. You can see some other stuff, but you want a definitive diagnosis. You want an MRI for soft I tissue. See. And that will show what's going on with now. It. Is there a way? Because a lot of I, I have heard in the past in my twenty-two years of living, um, <laughs> people are you know some physicians and do- doctors will say a soft tissue injury can sometimes be harder than bone. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, bones break and heal. Soft tissue never forgets. Really? Never forgets, you ever, you ever um, sprain your ankle, sprain your knee, the weather changes, or you overdo it, it starts aching. It never forgets. It's because of how it heals. Um, when the fibers are healed again, it don't heal how it used to heal. So it will always remember that. And is so. that the case a lot of the times with, with, with that type of injury, a soft tissue injury, that even though you, you go and you get the treatment and you're diagnosed, that, you know, you can't expect sometimes that it's not going to quite, it's almost like when you get in a car accident and, you know, you, you have some severe damage to your car and you go and fix it and it look good. But people, some people are like, it ain't going to never be the same because of the frame. Is it kind of like that with the soft tissue injuries? It, it, it can be similar to that. You, you'd be shocked. Like, well, people like that, you can look and see what's going on. Say, hey, this is what I'd advise you to do. Feeling okay now, when we finish you, I'm going to put in for future medicals because you probably will have issues here and there. Um, you come in once a month, once every couple of months, and just keep yourself together. Won't you got to stay on top of it. So, Question. On top of it. First yes. injury, first time you get hurt, because I, I, I want people to understand. Heat or ice? Heat or ice? Which is, which, which, what is the difference in... What do you advise? Like, say, for instance, I wake up and out of nowhere, my knee hurt. And, you know, I'm experiencing, I haven't done any injury. I haven't, you know, done squats. It's just kind of, you know, I'm old. I'm getting old and things happen. Heat or ice? What's the rule? Well, personally, I like ice. Some things, if it's a chronic injury, meaning it's been going on for a long time, you're pretty safe with doing heat. But this is why I always tell people, look at it, um... If you have an injury, most times it's swollen up underneath of it. It's inflamed. You put heat on it, it feels great, but heat brings blood to it. So when you take it off, it's going to swell more. It's going to be more swollen. That's why you get the immediate relief, but later you feel worse. Right. Because for me, my lower back, the first thing I'm doing, I'm going to get my heat pad. And it feels fantastic. But then when you get up and start moving around, it's like, man, my back's still tripping. 
then I go get the ice. So, right. you know, more than like in most cases, you should maybe start with the ice first. Start with ice. That's 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 normally what I advise people. Start with ice. You can't go wrong with ice. If if it didn't help, okay. But if you put heat on it, it gets worse. You made it swell up more. So always start with the ice. A lot of people they do it and like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. I learned that as a kid. And I sprained my ankle. Like, okay. And I went and got in a hot pool. Felt great. But that night I woke up screaming because it, 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 oh, did it get swollen. Mm. So. Now, you're, you're a former athlete. And I know, you know, folks that listen to this probably, you know, everybody know that one dude that said he was going to go pro if he hadn't blewed his knee out in high school. <laughs> you know, I could have went pro if I hadn't messed my knee up. So we do have a lot of athletes uh, that are experiencing problems from being in contact sports in in their youth. What are some um, pieces of advice you can give to those, you being a former football player, uh, what are some advices that you can give to to men and women, I guess, um, that are, as they're getting older, they're experiencing more problems with their hips, their knees, their ankles, uh, their lower backs. What what kind of advice can can you give to them? First and foremost, stretch. You have to stretch. Without stretching, everything gets tight, bound up, and you hurt more. You you lose your flexibility and you experience other issues. I'm one of those athletes. I have a bad disc in my back. So I have to stretch a lot. What position did you play? Offensive line. Offensive line, so tackle and guard. So most of us walk around with, with disc injuries in our back. It just happens. Um, one study I saw years ago was like 80% of us, but it just doesn't bother you. But it just takes the one incident to aggravate it and it will flare it up. I see a lot of that. Um, that one bump in the car is like, I'm not doing well. And and that's the thing they try to fight you on. Like, well, I was fine beforehand. Go look at all right. my medical records. I said, well, I was fine. It just take the one bump and you'll have that issue. So, so stretching is number one. Um, Got to stretch. Then two, as we get older, also how we eat. We got to eat right. Certain things don't sit well with us as we get older. So. And what are some of those things that that yeah. that? Because um, I'm a firm believer in um, supplements. Um, and so if you're as you're getting older and you're you are dealing with issues with your back, your legs, your hips, you know you're having some you having some issues. Uh, do you do you recommend the supplement route? Does that help? Some people say it's all hype. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's hype. Um, a lot of people, especially, especially within our community, vitamin D is one of, one of the most important ones. We think we get enough of it, but we don't. Um, Omega-3s, so that's what fish and things of so, that sort, it, it helps your heart and it also helps your joints as well. So supplements are great. Some of us do well with them. You need to take them. So Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I'm a, Look, I'm going to take mine anyway, but I, you know, I was just curious to see you know, what you thought about, you know, that helping us. I know I've I've read somewhere, I can't remember where, but the the lack of vitamin D and the impact that it's having on people and people think, well, I just, you know, I got my, I drink milk and every once in a while I'm out in the sun. So they think, you know, they're good. You know, I, and 
I think because I don't I don't do dairy products because I believe that it causes a lot of issues. Just my personal opinion. So I think people need to make sure that they're putting what they need into the body to sustain, you know, the ability to just thrive and live comfortably. Because there's nothing worse than being hurt, injured, and wanting to do, you know, believing you can do it, and then get up and can't. <laughs> It's a terrible feeling. Right. It's terrible. You're absolutely correct. And what you were just saying about dairy, a lot of it is it's inflammation that it causes within your body. So that's one of the biggest things. If we, we decrease inflammation, our bodies tend to do well. That's the big thing we saw. So fight. where do you see um, your industry going to? Because, you know, people that I, I talk to in various different industries, I always bring up AI because, I mean, we're seeing it's all over the place. It's in the news. You know, they're starting to use them in, in, in the police, you know, departments. You're seeing them uh, in, in retail. Um, do you think it's going to have any impact on your industry? And where do you see your industry going in the future? Hands-on industry. So... I, I want to touch you. I don't, I don't want you to come in. I'm like, here, bye, go, go. I'm done. We're done. No, I, want, I need to touch and feel and see. That's the only way I want to feel what's going on with you. It's artificial. I'm not going to trust it. Like, hey, what, what can you feel that, that, that you really know what you're feeling? So um, I'm sure with certain things you use, physical therapy, some of that stuff will change because of how good they've gotten with making machines and stuff. But um the hands-on approach, no. I, mm -mm. I, I want you to touch me so you know what's going on with my body. So I don't think it will affect it that much. And you can, you no. have the ability of knowing um, or having somewhat of an idea what's going on with folk by doing just that and looking at them as well. Yes, yes. And just you, like you said, um, I can watch your gait when you walk in, like, okay, say they, okay, they have something going on with, with their hip or what's going on with their knee. Touching, you can figure out a lot of stuff. A lot of times you have uh, with certain joints in your body, it, it's, it's squishy. So it's a little edema sitting in there, which means it's a little swollen. So you, you got to touch people to figure that out. Well, you know? I know when, when we were talking, when I was under your care, um, haven't already been predisposed to an injury on my left side where the car had hit me and all the impact had gone. Then when I fooled around and broke my right foot, I wasn't able to put that pressure on that side. So I was really in a bad situation, but as I started to heal, I was still, and, and still to this day, I'm still feeling some kind of way on that left hip because it just seems like even though I'm on the road recovery, I'm just off. Like it feels like my body is just set off. Is that something that I'll probably have to deal with, you know, ongoing? Like, cause I know with my mom, she's like, Ooh, girl, my bones is, bones is hurting. It must, it must get ready to rain. Do you think that's something that's gonna, that I'll have to deal with and others who have those types of injuries will always have to deal with? Right. It's compensating. You, you, you got hit on the left side, you hurt your right foot. So everything's trying to figure out what, what's center, what's normal. So. So it's something I always tell people, like I said earlier, um, go get your periodic checkups. Come get aligned. Come get some therapy and you do well with it. It's better. So your body's still trying to figure it out. You don't realize um, between your feet and your hips, that's the foundation of your body. If something's messed up, it's going to, from there down, down up, it's going to affect it. I'll 
think people realize how important feet are. You know, I really don't think people understand until they can't walk and they don't understand how vital the back is and, and, and being aligned, how it impacts the rest of your body. I mean, it really is right. something and people don't think about it until, you know, they can't do what they want to do. Then it's like, oh, I need to talk to you because something ain't right. You know what I mean? Is there something that we can do? Um, to, to, to keep from getting to that point, like to be able to, to stop it before it gets to the point where it's just like the pain is just unbearable. We know that something's wrong because again, we always doing it. It ain't nothing but something. We want to self-diagnose. And then the next thing, you know, we can hardly walk. So is there something between point A and point B that people can do, especially for those of us like Gen Xers, where we're starting to get, you know, in our fifties and higher, is there something that we can do other than the exercise, the supplements, the eating right to keep us from progressing? Well, earlier we talked about stretching. Um, come give us a visit. You'd be shocked what, a, what, what it would do for your body. So um, I'm, I'm getting older. I've noticed certain things I can't do. I, ha- I have to avoid right. it. Like I want to, but my body don't do it. Don't do it. And People I hard headed so, though. Like, I can do it. <laughs> Very hard. I, I can still slant. I can it's, still dunk. You know what I mean? I can do it. No, I look up at it now and say, "No, I'm fine. I don't. I don't even want to deal with it." No, I, I can't come down wrong and end up. I'm hurt further. So, but a lot of people they wait too late and then they want to come in and be, "Oh, I want to come in for one visit and I'm fine." Well, how long has it been going on? Four years. Like that's not even fair. Like you me. can't you can't fix somebody in one visit or something that's been you know, in a bad situation for years, you know. Right. You give them home instructions. Go home and do X, Y, and Z. You come back, you can kind of tell, how are things going? Have you done X, Y, and Z? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you get, you get quiet. Well, I got busy. said, don't blame me. You still hurt, don't you? Yes. You have to do it in order. To what do you, as a, as a doctor, what are some of the, the, some of your greatest challenges that you've had over, you know, the time in your career that you've dealt with that, uh, you know, at some point you like make you scratch your head. Like, you know, these people get on my nerves. <laughs> you know, like what are some of the greatest challenges that you deal with, with, with patients? Uh, not listening. Well, patients not listening. Um, listening to everybody else, tell them what to do and it doesn't work. Then they want to blame you. Like, hold up. I didn't tell you to do that. You listen to them. They told you to do that. Stop listening to everybody. Everyone doesn't know. Listen to the specialist and be compliant. Right. Like I say, you have to qualify the source. If the source doesn't fit, don't So we've got young people. We've got somebody maybe in their 20s and they're listening to you and they're thinking, you know what? Dang, that sounds like something I can do. That sounds like something that might, I, you know, I might have an interest. What do you tell them? If you go out and meet young people and they're trying to figure out what they want to do, they know they want to be in the medical field. Maybe they were a former athlete. What 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 is some of the best advice you can offer to someone who wants to get into your into your field? Because we need we need our black doctors to me for our community. I think, you know, for us, if we see a face that looks like ours, you know, it kind of disarms us. So what, what are some things that you can tell people that maybe are interested in entering the industry that you're in? 
right. Number one, I'd ask them, go, go find a mentor. We like having you in. We want you to see what we do for a living. We don't want you to go do something, then you're unhappy with doing it. Go see. That's number one. Um, a lot of us that will help you. I know I will for sure. Like, any questions, ask me. Make you come in the office. That's one of my rules. Be honest with me and ask me questions. That's the worst thing when someone goes in the doctor's office and just sits there. No. Any questions? Won't ask questions. They can tell you to go do anything and you go do it and it doesn't line up. I, I think people just don't want to question the doctor and they don't have an advocate. Because I think, you know, sometimes when you're hurting, you just want to feel better. We live in a world of instant gratification. You know, we don't want to rock the boat. We just want to feel better. So we don't ask questions. We don't advocate for ourselves. Well, write the questions down later. Ask them later. You just wanted to see what's going on first, but it's your body. No one's going to care for it about, like you will. Ask the question. you got to ask the question. And, and it's, it's weird because you'll see some doctors will get all defensive. Like, hey, I just want to know. I'm learning. I want to learn. If, if I've learned what we're doing, I'm more committed to right. the process. Knowledge is power. You need you need to know. Definitely, and 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 I think one thing we we will research cars. Ladies will research hair. <laughs> Some men too. You know, we will go through and try to buy a house and get our loans together. But the most precious item that we have, which is our human body, we we, we just don't we don't we don't put in the time. We don't understand. We don't know what is what. And, you know, it's not like you got to go to medical school to understand the, the the Internet's right here. So you can a lot of times you can find out simple things that are going on with your body. Now, I don't recommend going in and putting in symptoms because sometimes things come out that just aren't necessarily true. And you end up tripping and then you don't want to go to <laughs> you don't want to go to the doctor. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Right. Going there. Right. Right. XYZ. Exactly. You know, Google is good, but sometimes you need to indeed, think about Google. Indeed. Too. Well, you know what? I, I I really, really hope that someone out there has benefited from the information that you've been able to provide, some of the questions that I know that I had when I began my journey with uh healing from this from this accident that I was in. How can anybody or someone get in contact with you if there is someone out there right now? that's experiencing pain and they're not quite sure what they should do or where, where can they go? Are you open, receptive? To, I know you are to people contacting you and asking you questions or maybe where you can get them to come in to see you. Uh, how do we get in touch with Dr. Berkeley? I have no issue with that. Um, they can call. Um, yeah, go ahead and put it out there. Your phone will blow up. Look, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, I work out of two locations. Um, well, I have one that's the Northeast D.C., Fairmont Heights area. That number is 240-667-2897. And we also work out of Bowie. I work out of a location in Bowie. The number here is um, 301-882-5500. Give us a call. Even if I, I'll take questions if people call with questions. I don't mind stopping and asking, answering your question if I have time. Well, and technology is, is such so. where you could actually FaceTime somebody and, and talk to them face to face and get that, you know, one on one feeling with someone. I'm going to tell y'all because I'm the kind of person where I'm not going to be out here in these streets 
you know, promoting or advocating or blowing folks up and saying, you know, they're great, they're great, they're great, if I don't believe that to be so. Um, Dr. Berkeley is amazing. He's amazing. He's down to earth. He's good people. I always feel like I could feel people's energy and I would recommend anybody that I know to come to you. So I appreciate you so much for uh, allowing me this time, um, allowing folks that are listening to this podcast to get a better insight on um, what it is that you do and taking the steps to maybe, you know, reach out to you and find out, you know, can you help me or can you show me where I can go or what I can do? Do you have any closing remarks you'd like to share um, with the folks here that are listening? Thank you, first and foremost, for having me. Um, take control of your health. A lot of stuff you don't have to live with. You, you have solutions. Um, take control of it. That, that's that's the big issue with here. Just because someone gives you an answer is not always right. So question your doctors. Get information. You need information and make an educated choice. on Because information is power. <laughs> information is power. I appreciate you, Dr. Berkeley. I really, really do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be making my way out to Bowie, Maryland to check you out to maybe get a little adjustment or something. But um, I, I wish you continued success. Tell your staff that I miss them. That's one thing. When you when you um, get involved with with a doctor and you have to um, you know use their services and you make sure that you're there two or three times a week, you have these bonds with folks. You get close with people and you you know start talking about how you're doing. And so I miss that with you, you and your staff. But um, I just want you to know that I appreciate everything that you do. And I hope that that you've uh, provided some some information to our listeners out there. So thank you. Thank you. Come through anytime. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for the Olivia Fox podcast. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Look, y'all, I got to have you subscribe. We need you to subscribe. We need you to get the word out because I'm telling you, this train is a moving and we just chugging right along and we appreciate you. We couldn't do it without you and you spreading the word about the Olivia Fox podcast. So thank you so much for listening and we will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 